Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Baran, a ministry of Worship Generation Church in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. be one of my chief guardians forever lifetime contract great benefits around here we serve Dagon the fish god A lifetime contract 401k life insurance all the benefits we're immune to the stock market we guarantee your pension we got you don't worry lifetime among other things don't ever trust the promises of philistine warlords either because nothing's guaranteed except Jesus on the cross and Jesus risen and Jesus coming. That's the only guarantee. It's super important that each of us in this room know who we are in Christ Jesus if you've given your life to Christ. And even if you haven't, let me say this to non-believers, because non-believers watch me a lot. Your life matters and you are important. So listen to me, body of Christ, non-believers. You are precious in the eyes of the Lord. And no one on planet Earth is a mistake. And whether you're born missing limbs or Down syndrome or all these different things that affect your cognitive capacities, your life is of the highest supreme value to the Lord of the universe who governs and rules over trillions of galaxies and knows them all by name and knows the hair on your head. Every life, if there's something God has taught me in my journey of life, is that every life matters. And that's why abortion, suicide, and euthanasia are so grieving to the Lord. Because they're all taking lives under the wrong circumstances, let alone murder and such things, and the heartache of manslaughter. You see, every life is important. And that's why we support people who go to the farthest reaches of the world, the countries that have nowhere near the opportunities as we do, for women who can, who can never get a job equal to a guy at Starbucks on the pay scale. And that's why we support you when you go out, and those who have gone out. And that's why I commend you when you go to countries that lower women, they, where women can't even drive cars. Because we may not be able to change the whole world, but we'll do our part to make it better before we leave. And we're not going to let Philistine warlords determine what our daughters are worth, what our wives are worth, what our mentally handicapped children are worth, or an unborn baby in the womb. Christ died for the universe. And the universe revolves around planet Earth and what happened at Golgotha and the empty tomb. And every single life that you look at, whether it's a scarred, marred version of what's left of that human being, destroyed by sin and affected by sin, that life is still precious in the eyes of the Lord. That life was created with divine design and purpose. Billions of wires going through your mind. Billions and billions, trillions of wires connecting in your supercomputer of your mind. Every human being. And again, even where there's physical handicaps and things like that, we need to understand those lives have value. 
And if you think they don't, who cares what your opinion is? Who are you, O oh man? Opinions are the cheapest commodity on planet Earth. You know why? Yeah, you know why. Because everyone's got one. I'm learning in my 60s, my opinion doesn't mean much at all. And if it's not aligned with God's word, it means nothing. Let your opinions be aligned by God's word and God's into life and the value of all life. And when we come to Christ, he makes you a woman, a new creation. He makes you a new man, a new creation. And he, he calls us. We're not saved by works, but we become his workmanship and we become his art. I mentioned this recently being like an art gallery place not so long ago and looking at these, these vases from the 1800s and I just marveled at their, at their beauty. I mean, they were like tens of thousands of dollars. And I was like, these are just beautiful. Like it's just, you ever look at a Monet painting just go like, oh my goodness. I mean, Catherine Great, the great, the last, thing, last five years of her life, she sent her people out all over Europe to buy all the best paintings of Michelangelo and all these different people. They did all these different things, Rembrandt, everything. She got as much as she could, put them in a museum in St. Petersburg, and that's the, that's the, that's the Catherine Great Museum that's in St. Petersburg to this day. It has the greatest treasures in human history of art in it. You know, they're going to execute some guys in Iran because they're trying to steal uh, antiquities out of Iran recently. If governments do that, because human history is fascinating and art of human history is priceless, it really is priceless, how much more so than the living human being, the work of art we're meant to be? See, I could compare things to like antiquity coins or different things, paintings and all this kind of stuff, but really, you, every human being on this planet alive right now, you are the greatest work of art in God's universe. That's not my opinion. That's what he says. We're his workmanship. I've never tried to replicate Joey Brand. Why would I and who would want to be? Right? I can only be me. and I'm comfortable being me. And you can only be you. And I'm my work of art that you're watching me under construction on the potter's wheel. And you're his work of art. We're watching you on the potter's wheel. And no Philistine warlord is going to define who we are on the potter's wheel with Jesus Christ. We're being transformed from glory to glory in Jesus' name. And as we go forward in faith in the Lord, he's making that work of art. And we're getting closer to what we're meant to be. We're getting closer to that. Sam's got a painting in his house. It's unfinished. It's the unfinished painting. When I was at their apartment, I was like, I want this painting to be finished. I sat on their couch going, this painting bothers me. I've never told them this to find out right now. I go, this unfinished painting, and then Sam just told me later, I'm gonna, it's going to be finished someday. I'm like, I want it finished now. Who hangs an unfinished painting in their house? Jesus does. Because we're all unfinished paintings. We're all before the throne, unfinished paintings. And the master is still moving the brush on the canvas of our life, completing who we're going to be. Now, sometimes we go like, hey, I don't like that. So we, we smudge the colors like kids with finger paint. And the Lord's like, why did you just do that? I'm making something beautiful here. And then you just make those decisions. And now you got like, like a little kid in kindergarten with finger paint. You're smudging this beautiful Rembrandt I'm making. Oh, why don't you just say you're sorry? I'll clean it up and we'll go back. We'll clean the canvas right there. 
and we'll start over. Okay, that's what repentance, confession repentance is. Jesus clean up our fingerprint smudge on the work of art and let him get back to doing what he does. And the painting is not complete. I'm not complete. You're not complete. But I want to be like a canvas like this every day. And I don't need any Philistine warlords defining who I am before the king, the master artist, and what he's doing in my life, and nor do you. Let him paint a masterpiece. Because in Ephesians chapter 1, because we need to know who we are, and David knew, you know who, you know what I can do. David said, you know what I can do. Listen, we know what Jesus can do. He raises the dead. That's why when you get let go, falsely blamed, whatever, wrong, whatever, you say, no, it's the Lord. A woman, a man can receive nothing unless it comes from the Lord. And Romans 8 says, all things work together for good. Those who love God are called according to his purpose. And we know that we, we do our work as unto the Lord, not unto men, knowing that our reward comes from the Lord, not men. So when they tell you in five minutes, go out the back door, and they give you a severance check, then just go out the back door and know it's between you and the Lord. They're just, they're just them. That's the past. Jesus is your future. That's today, but start moving toward tomorrow. Pack up the box. Walk out. Keep your chin up. And though a lot of people would want to make you feel ashamed and embarrassed, whatever, just, you know what? God's got you. And if you got fired legitimately like I did, I shared that story not that long ago when Bill Bernard fired me from uh, Hobie Oceanside Surf Ride. <laughs> I was like, he should have fired me. I should have been fired sooner. But if I haven't been fired ever since, then that's a good thing, isn't it? I keep getting fired for the same reasons. That's a bad thing. So to get fired, you get fired. And just figure out what King Jesus has next for you and let him get back to the work. Let him, let him clean up your kindergarten finger painting on the canvas. Ephesians 1 says, in him, in him, in him, in him, in him, in him. All these things that we are in Christ. In him we're redeemed. In him we're saved by faith. In him we're his workmanship. In him we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. In him we're joint heirs with Christ. I mean, it is all in him. And when you come to Christ, we're in him. Our identity is in Christ. Not in Dagon, the Philistine God. We need to know who we are in Christ. For victory in this life and the glory to come. And we need to let him who's the king transform us from glory to glory to make us who we're meant to be in this journey. As it says in 2 Corinthians, now we see dimly, but we're being transformed from glory to glory as we're in the presence of the Lord. We need to know who we are in Christ. And we need to know that he's producing character. He's producing faith. He's producing things for eternity. And we, know, we need to know the value of who we are because of what God has given us as a human being and the value of who we are and what he's done in our life. So go fight some bears and go fight some lions and hold the shepherd's staff and see what God will add to your resume with steps of faith. But don't let some Philistine warlord define who you are in Jesus. We have divine purpose and calling And it's way bigger than any Philistine warlord offering us a raise, giving us a promotion, or firing us justly or unjustly. Funny thing about the Philistine warlords. You know, you've probably had these bosses. I've had some good bosses. But I've had a couple like this. They they think they're all that. You know what I mean? If you're the boss that just thinks they're all that, 
Like, they just, it's just so all about them. They just, they're all that. They just think they're all that. Like, they're, they're like high and mighty, and they control their little universe, and the orbits around them, and they think they're all that. They just tell that. I'm, I'm achish. Philistine warlord. I'm offering you a lifetime contract. Not to be my chief guardian. <laughs> we would never let a Jew be our chief guardian. Timmy asked me this recently. Timmy, my son, because he loves history. He said, Dad, how come Trotsky wasn't in charge of the Bolshevik Revolution? It's a great question, because Trotsky was the mastermind, more so than Lenin or Stalin. I said, you know why? <laughs> Timmy, he was Jewish. The communists would never let a Jewish man be in charge of the communist revolution. The Bolsheviks could never have a Jew, a Jewish man, run their revolution. And I say, plus, Stalin assassinated him in exile in Mexico anyways in the early 40s. Timmy's like, wow, it all makes sense now. Yeah, so even if you're a communist and you're the mastermind of the most evil communist empire in all time, space, and matter, the Soviet Union... Lenin and Stalin, no, 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 no. Your ethnicity could never be leader of the Bolshevik Revolution. Around here, it's Mother Russia, buddy. And definitely, all Europe knows, Jews can't be the final boss. True story. So, with Akish, the Philistine warlord, nah, I'm just speculating right now, but maybe like, you know, like David could be a really good chief guardian. He could be. He could be the. He could be the. He could be the Shifley. He could be the manager. I mean, he's got six hundred people. They're getting better by the day. He produces a, a profit for me. Yeah, but we're not going to let a, uh, an Israelite be our chief guardian. I'll make you one of my chief guardians. You could never be the head coach. You can be an offensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator, you could never be the head coach. You ever dealt with people like that? Maybe you have, and you thought, am I thinking what I'm thinking right here? Am I not getting this job because I'm a woman? Am I not getting this job because I'm white? Am I not getting this job because I'm black? Am I not getting this job because I'm Asian? Am I not getting this job because I'm uh, South Pacific? Am I not getting this job because, like, and it can become obvious or subtle. Am I not getting this job because I have tattoos? Am I not getting this job because I don't have tattoos? Right? They think they're all that. Be careful of people who want to talk you down, dumb you down from your divine purposes and destiny and calling in Jesus Christ, who talk all that, have this heavy thumb, they got it all figured out, and they think you're doing the, they're doing you the biggest favor ever by giving you a full-time job, minimum wage with benefits, and maybe they'll throw in some dental and they'll cover half of it. And maybe that's a good deal for you right now in life. I don't know. But don't let that define you. Even if you work minimum wage, don't let that define who you are before Jesus Christ and the throne of God. Even if you're homeless, because we've had homeless people come to this church at various times for various reasons, don't let being homeless define you and who you are in Jesus' name. Jesus defines who we are. I told the story about five years ago when my sister was homeless. I was leaving 56th Street, uh, uh, excuse me, I was leaving like... uh, Orange Street, and I was on the PCH. I was coming out of looking at the surf, and I was making the left turn on the PCH to go toward Huntington, right by Frog House there in the surf shop. And this homeless 
woman, she, you know, you can kind of tell when they're homeless, she was on a bike, and uh, this guy rode by her and threw her an elbow. And she just, she reacted like, like this, you know, like when you kick a dog that's been kicked its whole life, and she kind of did this. And she's like, ah! And, and I was like, wow, I just saw that. And I was like, if I knew anyone was doing that to my sister, homeless in Vista right now with her grocery cart, I'd figure out a way to crack them one. And then I realized as I sat there and thought about this, it's the red light. I'm at the red light waiting to turn left on PCH to go west toward uh, Long Beach. And the Lord's like, you know what the Lord showed me? He goes, people have been hitting that woman her entire life. As the Lord showed me, people have been hitting that woman her entire life. And my attitude toward homeless people changed that very moment. And it's never been the same. Nor should it be. Would you want it to be? Do you want your pastor to have an attitude toward homeless people? Or do you want your pastor on the verge of tears because of homeless people? Which would you want, WG? Which one's more pleasing to the Lord? Yeah, as the Holy Spirit told me, people have been hitting that woman her whole life. Now help your sister and don't harden your heart against her. My sister was homeless at the time. And her heart was hardened against my sister. She did it to herself. She can figure it out. Sick of her calling me, leaving these insane messages. Listen, the Holy Spirit said, people have been hitting that woman her entire life. Don't let Philistine warlords who drive by on their bike when you're homeless and pop you one to find who you are in Jesus' name. You know, this is interesting. Stay with me on this one. Look what Achaz says. I will make you all. Now listen, WG. You know one of my favorite passages comes from the Gospels where someone else says the same thing exactly. When Jesus called Peter and Andrew and John and James, he said, I will make you. Oh, my goodness. What a contrast. I've never seen this in my 35 years with Jesus. We got a Philistine warlord who thinks he's all that saying, I will make you. I will make you like chief foreman, but not the chief chief foreman. I will make you. That's what the devil says. I will make you. That's what the Philistine warlords say. I will make you. Jesus says, I will make you. I will make you. So when the Philistine warlords, all that, like I'm going to make you, just remember who makes you. Jesus makes us. Jesus is making us. I'm not Joey Brand from 1984. I'm Joey Brand in 2022. I'm not 24, I'm 61. And I can testify, anyone that's known me this journey knows, I am not the same person I was going to high school in Carlsbad in the 70s, and neither are many of you who you were. Do you want to be who you were, or do you want to be who you're going to be? When the Philistine warlord says to you, because they have the power over your life, they sign your paycheck, it all happens because they say yes or no, like Caesar, like that, just know this, Jesus is making you, and he's a higher maker than the one who thinks they're making you. The one who thinks they're really making you at work, mm, mm. ultimately it's the Lord. God gives favor, he gives disfavor. He keeps you there, he moves you on. He's making us, WG, body of Christ. And for non-believers that ever hear this message, know this, he wants to make you. But you, you can't make you. He's got to make you. He's got to make you a new creation.
By grace you've been saved, not through faith, not of works. We get saved through faith, and then he does the work. We can't let him do that. And then the final thought there is he says, I'm going to make you chief guardian forever, which I've undergirded the entire message with. <laughs> no, my resume, our resume in Jesus' name goes much higher than chief guardian for Achish, the Philistine warlord. And even if you end up working for Akish, because he's got the long-term benefits and you're going to retire with Akish, and, you know, he, he is your pension person, although you never know. But maybe he is, and that's the way it works. Even if Jehovah, God of Israel, says you're working for Akish, when you go home and tell your wife, she says, who are you? Don't say, I'm one of the chief guardians forever for Akish. Just say, I'm an Israelite, and I serve Jehovah, God of the burning bush. But I do serve him in the house of Achish, the Philistine warlord. And a thousand years from now, Paul the Apostle is going to say, whatever you do, it, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not unto men, not with eye service, but to glorify Christ, who will give you the credit when you step into eternity. So, honey, yeah, boss, boss serves Dagon. Boss says, I'm one of his chief guardians. He, he defines me that way. But just know, honey, when he says that to me, I know who I am. I'm from the tribe of Judah. I'm anointed to be king. I'm joint heirs with Christ. I'm adopted into the family. And for all eternity, he's going to be showing me his glory and his riches with all the other true Israelites who call upon his name. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we're saved to serve Jehovah. And honey, don't worry. Even though Achish signs my paycheck... We all know who we're serving here. I am that I am from the burning bush. So don't worry, honey. We'll go to work tomorrow. Well, don't let him talk you down. Well, don't let her talk you down. Well, when they do, I just remember, we serve Jehovah, God of the burning bush. That's the way it is, WG, body of Christ. Because a lot of people spent the last two years in America talking down followers of Jesus Christ in their workplace. And not just followers of Jesus Christ, all kinds of people, just regular people. Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, whatever. You know, the thing about Dagon and the people that serve Dagon, they don't care. They, in the end, they don't really care about your religion. They care about money and a bottom line. Jesus cares about your transformation to become the daughter of the king you're meant to be and the son of the king you're meant to be. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And I personally reject all the labels of Achish, the Philistine warlord, in my life. I have no intention of letting Achish or any of his friends that are warlords or rule palaces define who I am in my journey for the rest of the way. I know who I am in Jesus Christ. And I'm going to laugh. I'm going to cry. I'm going to dance. I'm going to smile. I'm going to break down and sob. I'm going to, I'm going to live the human experience from here to eternity. I'm definitely not let some Philistine warlord tell me I can be one of his chief guardians. We serve Jehovah, who sent his son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Jehovah, with the rainbow over his throne. Yeshua, who's at the right hand of the Father with his throne in Revelation 5, where everyone says, worthy is the Lamb. That's who we serve. That's who defines us when we wake up on Monday morning. Oh, you might be minimum wage. You might be homeless. But when you belong to Jesus, 
No. Don't let the person in the mirror or any Philistine warlord define who you are, your place on planet Earth, the value of your person, the value of your gifts, and the value of your calling. For in Jesus' name, it's forward, upward, and onward. We are royalty. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And he's given us all gifts, practical gifts, spiritual gifts. And he tells us we have to get past Achish. And we have to walk out of that moment knowing that our identity, our purpose, our next step is completely defined by the promises of God and who we are in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Baran. If you would like more information about the ministry of Worship Generation, visit us online at www.worshipgeneration.com where you can listen to the podcast of today's entire message. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our church YouTube channel. Worship Generation is located at 10350 Ellis Avenue in Fountain Valley, California. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. For more information about Pastor Joey personally, you can follow him on his Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and God bless.